Hi, this is Buzz Burbank, and I never listen to None Taken. Do you want to do a trivia question that I have nowhere to shoehorn <laughs> into the show? Sure. Sure. Uh, John Quincy Adams was the first U.S. president with a middle name. Did you know that? I don't think I knew that, no. Like, apparently... Oh, fucking tied. <laughs> Right. Um, I only it counts in the open. It's yeah. No. Okay. Well, nobody heard the first one because that was before this. So right. technically, I've got. We one. get a mulligan. Okay. Um, yeah. First names, middle names weren't really much of a thing, uh, and he had one to distinguish himself from oh, his dad. Right. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't that usually that's what they said? Junior, or the second, or the third. They just gave him a middle name instead. Yeah. Well, that that opens up a whole bunch of things. Like, do you just maintain that as long as they're alive? Or are you, like, are you always the third? Like, like once one dies, do you graduate to junior? No, it oh. stays. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> son of John and Abigail Adams. I'll be junior forever. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, well, obviously, you have something. You, you have a biased opinion on this, Alan. Can't turn to you <laughs> okay. for... Fine. I'll admit my bias. Okay. Did you know Jeb doesn't stand for it? His name isn't Jeb. It's Jebediah, isn't it? No, you would think that. It's oh. it's like John Edwards Bush. Oh. So they just went uh, Jeb. I don't know if it's John Edwards, but like J E B are his initials, and they call him Jeb. That's stupid. That is really. So stupid. he's Jeb B Bush Bush. <laughs> Anyway, first U.S. president with a middle name was John Quincy Adams. Can you name the second? Uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I, that's None sure until right. uh, you really threw me off. Until James <laughs> K. Polk. Oh, what's yeah. the K stand for? Knox. Knox. Yeah. Did they name the fort after him? I don't think so. But well, hold on. Or maybe they named him after the Who fort. Who named after? Henry, General Henry Knox, Alan. Oh, no relation, I'm no. sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, that was a delightful um, little history lesson. Yeah, I, I didn't have any place for that in the show, and I really wrote it. I wrote it down, so I figured I'd, you know, let's let's burn one and start a fucking show. You want to do a show? The news. <laughs> What'd you say? I wrote the news. I might as well read it. <laughs> <laughs> Some good Buzz Burbank. Uh, okay, we're starting the show. Let's start the show. Should we hit record? Yeah, one, two, three. All right, you ready? I am ready. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> All right, well, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. I no offense taken there. Well, it sounds like none taken. Welcome to None Taken, the internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts Dustin and Alan. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band for the use of their song Ways and Means for our intro music. Thank you for joining us. 
At the time of this recording, it is Tuesday, September 7th, 2021. It's a great day for America. <laughs> I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, barely remembering the day, and Alan is in the San Francisco Bay Area. We are here, recapping another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. Please subscribe right now, wherever you're listening to this. Please leave us a five-star review, and be sure to tell your friends about us. You can find None Taken on Instagram, Twitter, and of course our Facebook None Taken Superfans group. Remember, first show is free. After that, head over to Venmo and search for None Taken and chip in what you think is fair. Your support keeps this show going. Alan, I said it before, I'm really thinking about switching that over to OnlyFans. What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, I like that. Let's uh, let's get on OnlyFans, man. Let's do it. Yeah, now that they're okay with our sexually explicit content. <laughs> We're totally fine over there now. Yeah. Don't have to worry about it. No. Uh, uh, so uh, last week, I didn't get up to a whole lot, honestly, after the week I had before. I kind of just chilled out a little bit, and I had a lot of work to get back to anyways um i watched a lot of baseball over the weekend i know i watched a lot of football oh nice i tried to watch some football it was i tried to watch that georgia clemson game that was was not the game to pick i could have told you though just ask me which games to watch i'll tell you (laughs) okay clearly i'll I'll direct my uh, college football viewing questions towards you that's a good idea actually i don't know why i hadn't thought of that previously um (laughs) so yeah the giants and the dodgers had a series this weekend uh they're tied they were tied for number one in the west and uh, it's kind of a big rivalry over here. So that was fun to watch. I spent a lot of time watching baseball over the weekend. Giants pulled it out and are number one now in the West. Oh. So that's pretty cool. Um, I think they say if the season it. ended right now, the Padres and the Dodgers would play a playing game or that and the, they, they may. That would, no, the Padres aren't even that close. I don't think the Padres are that close. Okay. I'm not 100% certain. Yeah. I know the right. Dodgers are only one game back, I think, of the Giants. Oh, and the right Padres now. can't be that close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super close because no. they were so they were tied and then the Giants won 2-1. I, to one I, if I don't care, nobody listening cares. I just don't. Right. Yeah, I barely yeah. care. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so that's pretty, that's pretty much it. Nice. I am going to a concert this Friday, so I'm stoked about that. I'm going to see Dance Gavin Dance and Animals as Leaders which should be a really fun show. That'll be my first, like, I think that's my first live music since lockdown, I want to say, since COVID. Hell yeah. So that'll be dope. Looking forward to that. I'm off the next couple of days, so who knows what I'm going to get up to. Nice. I'm sure I'll tell you all about it next week. Nice. Well, Natasha's been out of town since Friday morning. I dropped the dog off at the little doggy daycare that morning, dropped her off at the airport, and I've been without a chaperone ever since. It's been Ooh. less fun than you'd think it is. It's yeah. actually kind of sucked, man. Like, um, for, first of all, she loves to cook. So, mm-hmm. like, the meals have definitely gone down in quality. <laughs> I ordered a pizza Friday night, and I just finished the last slices this morning or this evening. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, it made a lot of plans to just, like, get myself out and, like, maybe walk down to the local with the dog. But I was like, well, if I do that, a bunch of people are going to want to talk to the dog, and I'll probably be high. And like, it's just, it's fine when I have someone else to like talk to and like ignore people, but yeah. 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 So I just stayed home, uh, Saturday. Well, no, so it's not that bad. Saturday, I I wanted to watch college football from start to finish. And I did that and it would have been less pleasant if I wasn't just sitting on my sofa all day. Uh, Nice. Sooners won, right? Sooners won. We don't need to talk about that game. Uh, A lot less, uh, a lot closer than it really should have been. And it brings a lot of doubt to this season, but Mm -hmm. it's week one. We'll see. Texas won too, I think, right? Yes. Texas won. I don't know why 
why you you know all right. they need to stay undefeated until we play them and then it looks better i don't want to talk about oh. football here okay. um yeah it's fun cancel plans uh really didn't do much on sunday either but then uh memorial day i had that off you there's this labor day. labor day that's right oh my god so many people had i saw so many posts on in, on facebook they were like uh happy memorial day like thank you for those that served it's like are, <laughs> are you serious or not memorial, i keep saying it wrong happy labor day thank you to those who served i'm just like are you guys dumb like <laughs> <laughs> just like every time it's a holiday you got to thank the vets right right yeah so we uh i took so there's a place that i had heard was a fun place to take the dog it's like a little river area that has a sort of a beach to it but mm-hmm. i just like heard it from a guy at the dog park i didn't really trust that it would be worthwhile going to um, cause it's not like an official dog park. It's not like roped off and like paid for by the city and shit. Uh, mm-hmm. dude, it was fun, man. Like I, she's jealous that I went there without her. I'm like, don't worry. We keep going here plenty of time. I think I saw pictures look really cool. Oh man. You just wade out into the middle of the river and the dog runs in and out and bounces in and out of the water and swims and fetches the ball in it. It was so much fun, man. It was so much fun. She was so tired. She's beat. That's awesome. Yeah. She's actually tired. She was in daycare this morning too. She just gets so exhausted there, man. This dog, like I tried to take her on a walk when I got home cause I was out of beer and I like, I almost had to drag her. I was like, I need you to keep going. And this dog is never tired. So, right. They, yeah. she got all her, all her energy out with her daycare buddies. Yeah, I'm worried about tomorrow. She's like, like I'm going to pull a muscle if I keep playing with you. Dogs too hard. That's it, man. That's my life. All right. We got a Dak. Uh, yeah. Let's do a little. Like through Daks over here. I know I did too many. We'll be no, fine. That's, that's fine. Oh, I mean, is it fine? Do you have it? Yeah. No, no, no. We're <laughs> I'm good. saying it's fine. Not knowing how many. No, 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 no. It is. Uh, what's the <laughs> okay. first topic? Let's see. We're going to talk about Pfizer pills. Okay. Oh, hey, is having a shitty vice president the political equivalent of Mickey Mantle batting behind Roger Maris? <laughs> so, for yes. those that don't know, when Roger Maris set the home run record before Babe Ruth, I mean, <laughs> before Barry Bonds got it, um, the a lot. People, a, a good trivia question was like, why didn't people just walk Roger Maris? And the reason was Mickey Mantle was batting behind him. And if you don't know what any of those words mean, those are some of like the five best people to play baseball. Right. Or at least hit the ball hard and far. Yeah. So the question again was... No. Is, is having a shitty vice president the, the political equivalent of Mickey Mantle batting behind Roger Maris? No, it's the opposite, right? I don't think so. You don't want to... You don't want to impeach. So under Trump, nobody wanted to get rid of Trump because they're afraid of having Pence. And under Biden, it's like, well, (laughs) dude, there's so like I wanted to isolate the guys on no agenda, just (laughs) chattering about um, how 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 they're going to get rid of Biden. They're like, they're going to get rid of Biden. And you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? Biden's going to resign and then Kamala's going to take over, but then they're going to use the 25th against Kamala. And then by that point, Trump will already be the speaker of the house and boom, he's in line. Atlanta didn't ever burn. Atlanta was a false flag operation and Abraham Lincoln was a crisis actor. Oh my God. I mean, we're laughing. Yeah. Well, uh, what happens if that comes true? I'm not going to be happy about laughing at that. Yeah, I, I feel like we're pretty safe here. You think so? Yeah, Talking about that, running, there's all kinds up. of audio leaks and stuff of him. People at fundraisers, I think it was Jim Jeffries or Jim Jim Jeffries. Um, what? Uh, Jordan? Jim Jordan. Uh-huh. was at a fundraiser talking about how Donald Trump told me yesterday, it's very soon, he's going to announce soon, he's going to run again. They've been saying that for like 
months at this point, right? Yeah, but all he has to do is to announce it and people will vote for him. He doesn't have to like heavily campaign for, you know, years. I suppose that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the show. Okay. Let, let me do the first topic. I never get to do the first topic, Alan. Oh, please. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. All right, so uh, the Pfizer pills are starting to be the new focus of the vaccine-hesitant crowd. All the conspiracy pods that I listen to, um, they're playing audios from sources like this. The COVID vaccination drive picks up pace. Fighting off the disease with a pill could be next. I just want to pause it and say, oftentimes for credibility, you go British. Um, I, I feel like the opposite of that is when you go Australian, <laughs> like somehow that's like a notch below American accent. Like, like, okay, here we are. Yep. Look, they're talking about pill. I can't do it. I can't do a fucking Aussie voice. That was horrible. They're focusing mainly on people they think are at higher risk of getting sick and they're seeing whether it has an impact on how sick people get. It's had some really promising results to date. Molnupiravir developed by MSD has a billion dollar government offer in the US if approved. Pfizer's twice-daily COVID tablet is in late-stage testing, and Roche has an antibody cocktail seeking clearance. So they're saying it's in late-stage testing, and other reports are saying they're already going ahead with manufacturing, assuming it's going to get approval. Um, These are just all the conspiracy talks, right? Like, like, oh, uh, you know, this is the next phase. They give you three shots. They're going to give you a fourth shot. And the next thing you're going to do is it's going to make you take pills for the rest of your life. They're confident it's already started a production line. We are going full speed with all trials in parallel for this antiviral, and we are manufacturing. The federal government said to be close to a deal with at least one supplier. The federal government's close to a deal with at least one supplier, Alan. Just keep that in mind, okay? We'll continue to work with... uh... Not just pills, but powders, inhalers, patches, nasal sprays, even nanoparticle technology, all being researched and trialled to keep COVID patients out of hospital or treat them when they're there. Pfizer's COVID tablet could be available by the end of the year. Chris Maher, 7 News. Nothing like local Australian news when you need Americans to start getting riled up about medical stories, right? Powders and pills and what was the other one? I don't know. Uh, that, was, that was a pretty great little yeah. right there, yeah. You know what's weird to me, though, is Elderly that... Abuse. So all these same people who, you know, these the people you're talking about, the conspiracy-minded people were the same people who were saying earlier, why don't we have any attempted pharmaceutical therapies, yeah, right? right? Why why are we trying so hard with this vaccine yeah. stuff as opposed to finding just they're, medicine? They're all just going to pivot onto this one and say, now we don't trust this pill because it's the drug companies, which I don't... I mean, the like whole reason they went after like remdesivir and fucking ivermectin and uh, hydroxychloroquine was because they were like, well, we don't want a vaccine. This this stuff works. These therapies out there work instead. This is a therapy that's going to work if it works. Uh, why, why so anti this? Oh, because you'll have to take a pill every day for the rest of your life, Alan. <laughs> and they're trying to put the microchips in the pills now oh, right. because it's easier. Yeah. yeah. That fluoride in the water is right. going to get you. So wh- the one thing that I thought was so 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 from that audio, people are playing playing that audio on podcast saying like how they're already going ahead with production. Those fears would be interesting uh, when you see like a headline such as Merck announces supply agreement with U.S. government for can't say that word an investigational <laughs> oral antiviral candidate for treatment of mild to moderate COVID nineteen which was a headline from fucking June, okay? So, like, 
just just because things break in the news and they happen a few months ago, you didn't hear about it. Now they've moved on. Like, yeah, they made a deal that they're going to do that. I'm guessing a few months later when they've already started making the pill, they're going to try to fucking produce it. Like, like hey, this is how things progress. Like, don't right. take, don't be surprised when you get both those headlines at the same time. Like they, they didn't happen overnight. And obviously these pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies have been trying on multiple tracks for different, ways to combat this virus it's not just vaccines it's been other things they're working on as well so like this, yeah, this is, such as like this. this right yeah which you, you can't win with this crowd man like i don't I know, know right it's it's like <laughs> what do you want yeah the so in also in other covid related news i guess this is your headline okay more than 80 percent of americans have some immunity to coronavirus a blood survey finds blood survey <laughs> yeah what's a blood survey so this is actually done by the cdc they um, tested samples of blood from blood collecting organizations uh, throughout the U.S. Mostly vampires. States. Yeah, I'm sure mostly vampires. Um, all 50 states, including D.C. and Puerto Rico, they say that it should cover about 74% of the population. Um, they tested 1.4 million 74% of the population is in the blood supply, right? Like that they tested. I, I there's something about that. So like, let's let's make sure that's clear first, right? So of the 50 states and Puerto Rico, test blood covering 74% of the population. That's not, like if you get a number that's 80%, is it 80% of that 74? So it's 1.4 million samples. Right. So those are individual samples. And 80% of that 1.4 million is showing antibodies for COVID, correct? 83.3% had antibodies okay. to the virus. And they most of that they attribute to the vaccination as opposed to having gotten the virus and naturally developed. Right, but how many people do you know have blood in the blood bank supplies? So like this is a right. so it's not like a true reflection of like when they say 80%, it doesn't really mean 80% of the US. They're saying yeah, we can kind of assume that from this. So it's just the, the same way that they do like polling is where they extrapolate out from what they Yeah, but these are people that, that have donated blood. Right, like, so which you could argue is a different subset of the right, right, population, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the one thing that you can point to and just say, well, at least it seems to be on the right track, uh, was that in July they surveyed and they found that three and a half percent of samples July of last year, yeah, twenty twenty, sorry, um, a three and a half percent of samples carried antibodies, and then in December of last year it went up to eleven point five. This is from May, where they're saying May of this year. They're How many people got the vaccine in December, though? That means that mostly came from infection. I think a lot of people were just starting. So the, the blood samples they would have tested in December would have been pre most vaccinate vaccinations yeah. administered, I believe. I believe, yes. Yeah. That's kind of alarming. But yeah, now they say it's up to eighty three. Um yeah. there's a couple other things on this that I thought were interesting. The they went on to say that like several large studies showed that individuals with um that, that show have, having beaten a COVID infection have 80 to 95% reduced rate of catching COVID again, mm -hmm. um, which is similar to vaccine estimates. That number, I don't feel like you can get a straight answer on that. So I like seeing that in this article, but um, I feel like when they're, when they're doing their best to get everybody vaccinated, they're like, it's not as good to only have natural immunity. You get a higher uh, more robust, resilient uh, response response from the vaccine. Uh, this, right. That would, that statement seems to contradict that. It does, and I'm I'm not sure if 
the part that's missing from that statement perhaps is the longevity of mm -hmm. that or efficacy. like T cells as opposed to antibodies or, or, or just how long it lasts. So mm -hmm. does that significantly go down in, in like three or four months or, you know, whereas the, the vaccine pre remains pretty steady for that period of time, that would be my concern. Well, this comes with rises in hospitalization over the last few months. And just a little follow-up on that. They did say that over the last eight days, hospitalization has only gone up by about 2%, whereas it was, you know, like doubling and doubling upon itself before. In fact, I think on Sunday, there were 134 less cases across the country uh, than there were the pre previous week. So maybe a sign that it's starting to slow down. With any luck, we've gotten to maybe maybe a turning point. Uh, of course, there's always new variants to scare us about, and I my cyn the cynical side of me doesn't trust the government to not capitalize on that. But um, I don't want to firmly put myself in the first camp of people that we made fun of earlier, though. I still <laughs> don't trust that government, though. Did you see that thing? And I can't remember where I saw it now, but uh, there was an article saying that there seemed to be a three month trend in the sort of spiking and peaking and then plateauing of the coronavirus um in every sort of um surge i guess that we've had where it seems to kind of spike just you know just go up crazy high and then sort of plateau and then fall back down and on sort of a three-month cycle and they've seen that in a lot of areas not so every does place, that match like our tendencies with the with like well yeah they said part you know, potentially it was because people, you know, see the spike and start to take it more seriously. And yeah. then they change their actions and that reduces the spread. Um, but then there's new variants. There's also the variants as well. Um, so I don't know. That's an interesting thing to follow as well. We'll see what these Delta variants, what, what that looks like in another month or so. Because it feels like we should be on the downward spiral or spike of that, right? Let's not say spiral, but yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So if, it, if we're at 80%, if that's true, I mean, mm -hmm. are we at herd immunity then? Like... <laughs> What's the difference between that and herd immunity? Pretty close. Um, herd immunity, there was, was not a like a nailed down number that I've seen for what <coughs> the expectation would be to get to herd immunity. I, I saw numbers ranging from like the 80s to mid 90s would be required. Yeah, even like early on said like 70% would have been fine. I, f I feel like there was a quote of Fauci saying that early. Like if they could get to that. Yeah. I, so more recently, I've heard the, the range is between like 80 and 94. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, I mean, this seems pretty close. Um, but again, you know, are the, the variants going to be a problem? Don't you and feel then, like there should be more news about this, though? Like, that seems promising. How come we're not hearing that? Because they'd rather have us afraid, whoever they are? Uh, well, I think there certainly is some of that. There is some of the... They do also get all their advertising from phar pharmaceutical and insurance companies. Well, I mean, I think sort of panic news reporting is going to draw more eyeballs than sort of just sort of a more even keeled news coverage. So there's a this tendency. This feels like to... an important statistic to spread. Yeah, I, I, I do think that the way that the data was gotten. So, you know, I think we talked about it already, but the, you know, 1.74, whatever million samples. I mean, that's and, and the fact that those are people that have donated blood. Perhaps that's not a large enough sample size to make a really good judgment on. That that would be my only other yeah. pushback to it. I wonder if that's averaged out with like people that did like blood DUI tests that they all get thrown into that. Oh, that's not in the blood bank. That's the uh, that's just blood records. Yeah. Hmm. 
Do you think when you get a, if you could take a blood DUI test, do you think they test it for a no? But they do keep it on files so. depending on where you live. Um, Orange County was one of these cities where you could, I think, opt for a more lenient DUI sentence if they could keep your record on file. Yeah. What? Why? I, 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 why because do you want it? And why is that? A because thing? there was a story about a guy who did that and then later went on to be accused of murdering someone. And they're like, oh. well, look at this DNA we have on file. Whereas without that, they wouldn't have been able to have. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Huh. All right. There's no, that's a cul de sac. Do you want to move on? Let's move on. That's it for COVID. Do you have any more COVID? <laughs> I I hope to have no COVID, actually. Hope, uh, other than antibodies. I hope to have yeah, antibodies. The bodies. The bodies. No spike proteins here. Well, I want to get into the big news this week coming out of Texas. There's a couple of stories with Texas's amazing legislature. Uh, <laughs> before we do Amazing. That. Sure. We'll call it that. But first, I want to do uh, Dustin Asked Questions. Before we get into the subject about regulating women's bodies, I have an appropriate question about mansplaining, Alan. Um, how do you feel about mansplaining, and can you please explain it to our female listeners? <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I can. I don't, no, I don't think that's allowed. I don't think I'm allowed to explain mansplaining. Okay, well, explain it to our male listeners. No, w- women don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> So, so mansplaining is is the, the term of uh, actually I heard a um, God what was her name a, a, a pretty famous scientist was at a uh, conference and she gave um, she made some comments it wasn't like her speech or anything but she I don't know if she raised her hand and made some comments or she made some comments that the the audience heard and a guy came up to her afterwards and was like you know if you're going to talk about that subject, you really should read so-and-so because they are the eminent expert in, in that subject. And she, she showed him her name tag and that was her name. <laughs> I thought that was, and <laughs> <laughs> the doctor was the mother. Yeah. Exactly. Remember that old riddle? I, I vaguely. Yes. You want to say it? Uh, the, the, there's a father and son are in a car accident and they t- get taken to the hospital and the doctor takes a look at the, Bought the the patients and says I can't work on them. Why? And you're supposed to be sexist and not imagine that the mother could be the, the doctor. doctor. Okay, yeah. <laughs> got it. That was a great riddle in the '90s, back before you know we stopped being sexist. <laughs> uh, Anyways, do yeah. How do I feel about mansplaining? mansplaining? Is that what you said? I yeah. feel like I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm fine with okay. it. I think it makes a good word. And it, as long as it's a word, I think we should get a word for whatever it means to have to sit through women talking about astrology. <laughs> I think both of those should be words. I agree with that one. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's sign? it. The, uh, I'm a Libra. Are you honestly asking me that? Because no, that's all I know. I, that was rhetorical. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, wait, isn't Mercury in Gatorade right now? Hold on. Let's look that I'm up. I'm pretty sure. It's either in Gatorade or Dasani. I'm not sure which. Retrograde 2021. Hold up. Huh? I got to look this up. All right. This is real important. Got to find out more about it. Classic. Oh, there it is. Nope. January. Oh, we're good for a couple more weeks. 
oh, but sweet. it's like pre. I was worried. No, the as it so like it's it's what <laughs> uh, the old dog wants up. Oh, he'll just bark more and more often until I have to let him up. The he acts like he can't stand until I pour food in his bowl, and he's like, "Oh, let me come over there." <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's a great dog. Uh, he's a good boy. The so September twenty seventh is when Mercury goes into what are we calling it? Gatorade. Gatorade. Um, sure. But if you follow this stuff, the weeks leading up to that is when you want to avoid setting yourself up to be in any like contract situations or negotiations because you'll be clouded by the fact that it's going into uh, Gatorade, and um, then you'll make decisions you know that you'll have to live with. During that time I, period, I, my my prefrontal lobe just exploded just hearing you explain that. So thank yeah, don't you. worry about it. That appreciate you're that. You're gonna want to yeah. clean that up. <clears throat> okay, so there's a lot to get into here. Do you want to take this first one? I'll do the second one. Okay. Yeah, sure. So you're right. There is a lot to get into, and we sort of kind of alluded to this last week's episode. Um, act, oh, hold fully. on, this old honky dog. I uh, time yeah. up. I gotta let this dog go to the bathroom. Brb. Okay. All right, no worries. I know Isaiah. We can hear you. Come on, dogs. We're going to Come on, Petra. Outside. Come on, let's go, peepees. Come on. Come on, sleepyhead. Come we should on. definitely leave this in. This is good audio. This was a particularly bad case of somebody being cut in half. Uh, okay, you want to take this first topic? Sure. So we kind of alluded to this last week on uh, the yeah, show Yeah, and we week. talked about it like three months ago when they wrote the bill. Yeah, that too. Um, so I'll read the headline just real quick. The Supreme Court declined to block a Texas bill banning abortion in a five to four ruling last night. This was a couple nights ago now. Allowing the law to stand as other legal challenges proceed. The law is the most restrictive in the U.S. and went into effect last Wednesday. I think the weirdest part of this law, which is also why it's, well, we'll get to that, but um, is that allows individuals to sue anyone suspected of helping a woman obtain an abortion and awards at least $10,000 to people who do so successfully, including paying any of their legal fees, which is just wild <laughs> to include that in legislation. Yeah, if they win. Right. Uh, so basically a bounty, uh, and this is for any private citizen can do this. Um, there is no restriction of how many times a certain incident uh, can be sued. So one single person getting an abortion could create multiple lawsuits. Uh, anybody who aids and or abets the person in getting the abortion post the six weeks. Um, Which means the doctors or... The doctors, the driver. Uh, the driver's the been getting a lot of pub. What made you think of the driver? Because Uber advertised know. how they're yeah. going to pay for that. I've heard that. Also, like if... Uh, a family member or somebody else want like pays for the this procedure uh they can be sued uh it's pretty wild but so what so that particular aspect of this law is what actually makes it so challenging for it to be uh struck down so typically so we have roe v way which is established uh, -huh. uh jurisprudence which allows abortions to be performed up to like 24 weeks i want to say um anywhere in the u.s and prohibits any law to be uh on the books that that would would prevent somebody from having access to that form of health care um and so typically what happens is a law is passed because republican legislatures try to pass this kind of stuff all the time 
a law is passed and then um, they take the law to court and they sue the the sort of the part of the law which has to be enforced by a governor or or whoever would enforce it right they sue those people and that's how they get the law struck down in this instance any public official is explicitly prevented from actually enforcing this law it can only be enforced by a private citizen through these lawsuits so was it so, intentionally written that way and th this comes back to the bounty the aspect that people are calling the bounty right yeah no so it seems it, to was, do you think it was actually intentionally written with yes. that loophole so that it couldn't be appealed or to make it harder to be appealed yes yeah and so what happened with the supreme court is that is that clever um, or evil i think it's potentially both that yeah. i think both of those things can be true mm -hmm. um so it went to the supreme court but not like a normal case would go to the supreme court where you have like oral arguments and the the justices get to ask questions and then come to a decision usually months later <clears throat> like we saw for instance with the um the gay marriage ruling uh, a year or two ago right um what, are what was you that? talking about 2013 that was many years ago no hold on that was wasn't that more recently than that no gay marriage is 2013 okay hold anyways on. my point is that a lot of oh, times oh, when oh, we oh, see oh. cases like this go to the supreme court there's a lot more to it where they have all the arguments the justice 2015 asking questions okay Wait, um right and then it takes months for those um the rulings to actually come out after the fact of it the, it being argued in front of the supreme court this is a specific sort of window of the Supreme Court. A lot of people call it the shadow docket. Um, we're in, we have a law that's going into, this law was going to, into effect September the 1st. And so they kind of had an emergency here where the, if they were going to stop this law, they needed to get it in front of the court immediately. So basically they provide written um, arguments from each side and the court takes it behind closed doors and they make a decision. And th what they decided was that no, they could not overturn this law because of the sort of murkiness in who would be enforcing it. And, and because of that, they could either have... So if anybody... So, okay, so then somebody will be sued. Somebody, somebody will be sued in an attempt to claim a bounty, and that will work its way up the state circuit and then up to the Supreme Court. In the meantime... All, you know, millions of people have their rights in, I, I think we have similar opinion, uh, removed from them until the government can decide whether they're allowed to have them. Is that? Yes. And I would agree with that. Um, so yes and no. So unfortunately, or, or maybe as you might expect, all of the clinics in Texas that would normally provide these services have stopped providing these services to anyone beyond that six week window out of fear of being sued right and not just you know it's not like one person could get sued here this is like your staff could get sued your anybody who was part of this thing happening could get sued for that ten thousand dollars and so people don't want to deal with that i i think that eventually someone's gonna someone will do it and there will somebody will sue them well that's and they will that's the history of that's how it judicial works, activism usually. is you find a candidate to do right, that exactly yeah they find a gay baker or mm -hmm. a couple, rather, that that's not how that story went. <laughs> Hi, I'm a gay baker, and I just am looking for people to not make cakes for. This makes no sense. 
Uh, it's just like Rosa Parks. Just exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, to your question earlier, is it clever or evil? I think it's cleverly evil. Uh, what what you're going to see, though, I think, is that a lot of these other Republican legislatures in other states are going to follow this blueprint and pass similar laws. Um, and then we'll just have to wait and see until one of these cases finally gets to the Supreme Court. Why didn't they hear it? It's, you know, sometimes the courts like minutia is interesting to me. Sometimes it's yeah. just so. Yeah, so I had, you've heard some of the excerpts from it, right? Like, um, ba -ba -ba. in reaching this conclusion, we stress that we do not purport to resolve definitely, definitively any jurisdictional or substantive claim in the applicant's lawsuit, the opinion stated. What does, that, what does that mean? The court said in its unsigned opinion that the groups had not addressed complex and novel procedural questions in this case. So they basically said, come back and write this better, like that Facebook lawsuit. Yeah, so when they said this order is not based on any conclusion about the constitutionality of Texas law and in no way limits other procedurally proper challenges to the Texas law, including in Texas courts. So, so essentially what they're saying is we're not, we can't even rule on whether or not this law is constitutional. I think uh, most legal scholars would agree that it's not, but they can't even get there well, because the, they're saying- What's the point of having the like court above all courts when they don't say, okay, well, this doesn't make sense. You can't do this. Like, isn't that a good enough reason to not do it? Yeah, I would, I would think so. And, and so definitely this is one of those little technicalities where they're saying that when it says complex and novel procedural questions, that complex and novel procedural questions is the bounty basis of this law, wherein there is no public official that actually enforces it. So who are they actually suing? Um, so in this lawsuit, they attempted to sue um, like every court clerk or something in Texas, saying that they were the ones who ultimately would be the arbiters okay. of these lawsuits. Um, and the Supreme Court said that's not good enough. Hmm. When was the last time a Supreme Court justice got assassinated? Oh, wow. I actually don't know that. Do you know that? No, and I'm not recommending I'm sure it it's or happened. suggesting it. I'm just saying, like, they're there for life. I mean, if you're talking about killing someone that's there for four years, I mean, you get a lot more done with a judge. But You're certainly not suggesting that anybody no, murder a Supreme no, Court justice. No, nope. No. No, because they'll die anyways because they're old. No, they're not. Yeah, no. <laughs> The, ACB is really young. Who? Amy Coney Barrett. Oh, yeah. Favorite three-named. Yeah. Um, hey, where's your vape at? My weed vape? Mm -hmm. It's bugging me. Can you tell? I was like, where? he's not He's not vaping. Yeah. I, not... Can I go get it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad yeah, that it's bothering do. you, too. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, something's off. And you're right where I put it. Nice. There we go. Now we're doing a fucking show. Mm -hmm. You got to have that. Um, the... I don't like to do it before we start, but like yeah. once we're going, I'm fine. Like, yeah, you know, for sure. If I do it before we start, when I go to do the welcome, I'm like, welcome. Am I being loud? Sorry. Is this, <laughs> no, is this volume good? good? Like, that's how I am. When, uh, the the so yeah, I mean okay so what's alarming about this though is that there's 97 other uh, as of August 15th 97 abortion restriction bills uh, have been written uh, and that they've they've been enacted since January actually so as of August 15th at least 97 abortion restriction bills 
have been enacted in the country uh, going back to January. But many of those have been blocked from taking effect as those go through their own internal court systems within their states or up to right. the, the Supreme Court, including what, like Mississippi, I think. Um, the Supreme Court's going to be hearing a challenge for a Mississippi law later this year. That's right. <sighs> as I said, the, the, they do this all the time. Uh, it's just typically it doesn't get anywhere. This one was so novel in the way it was written that it's actually causing a bit of a problem. Can other parties and, or other politically motivated groups fashion new laws with this new sort of theme to law writing? Seems like we should be able to pass this for a lot of stuff. Like, so how how else could we use this to to our benefit to upset these people? <laughs> I have certainly heard it posited that this type of or this the way that this bill was written could be used to, uh, to enact legislation that would be um, also unconstitutional, but it, using this method could sort of be untouchable until the courts figure out how to deal with it. For instance, I think the one that gets brought up the most is gun control. Um, Which is funny because the same day that this was written, uh, the the hardcore, like the, the like, um, what do you call them? People that read, what, what did I accuse you of doing earlier? Uh, reading the talking points? Oh, yeah. On the same day that this came out was the same, uh, the Texas also passed the uh, past uh, constitutional carry law. And pe people on the right, they were just like totally fine with the abortion law. Were like, oh, I think it's great that Texas passed the constitutional carry law. I don't know why people are so upset about it. It's like, listen here, motherfucker. Literally, no one's talking about that. There is one thing people are talking about Texas right now, and if it isn't that, it's the fact their football team sucks. But other than that, <laughs> they're not talking about the shit that you think they're talking about. Right. But but but. I want, I want to ask you, is there a medical exemption? I'd heard people say that there's medical exemptions for doctors. Doctors can can give, like, at their discretion. My understanding is there is not, even for, like, rape or incest. Uh, uh, my understanding, there is no, no exceptions whatsoever. Yeah, I tried to look for it. And in fact, all I could find was just how restrictive it is. Just how, right. uh, like, the law does not make exceptions for rape or incest. It permits... It does permit abortions for healthy reasons, for health reasons, but the expectations are narrowly drawn, allowing a termination only if the pregnancy could endanger the mother's life or lead to substantial irreversible uh, impairment. They're, they're, they're super narrow, and, and healthcare providers will have to prove that. It's not like you're mm -hmm. going to be able to go in and be like, hey, it's my family doctor. Like, you know, give me one of those slips of paper Bush got to not go to Vietnam or Trump for that matter. But like you really actually, they, 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 it's not like they're going to be like, wink, wink, you know, another one of these people who has a pregnancy that's going to put their life at risk. And, you know, no, nobody's getting that type of care. Like you're going to go to a doctor that you don't know right? and isn't going to do that for you because they're going to get sued. Like it's, this is like, again, you know, we talked about it all the time. This is like, um, the, the Chinese state or in, or in Soviet Russia, where you turn on your neighbors and you rat on, you know, the person, the people that you live with, because what, because loyalty to the state ideology, uh, lack of connection. I mean, where, where does that come from? Where does that go? Well, I mean, I think that the pot and I, Joe, I was, <laughs> I think you can say exhibit a, the people that Next stand outside Z. of a board. 
abortion clinics and, and protest and, you know, throw things at people as they're going in to get procedures done. Those are the same kind of people that are very likely going to sue for this sort of thing. I, I think in a side sort of interesting story, the website that the Texas state had set up to report this stuff, I believe, mm-hmm. um, was actually taken down by GoDaddy and they said they would no longer um, host that website. Good. So. That's the, I mean, that's the market working. Imagine yep. if you could use that in all forms of life. What, you know, can I ask you, I mean, I, I think we came to this with this assumption that both of us are uh, pro-choice. Why mm-hmm. are you pro-choice? I know you told me after your son was born that you're like, we've always, I mean, I'm speaking for you because I know you'll have more of an answer than this. But I remember a text from you saying like, you know, I've always kind of been pro-choice, but having a baby, like I just can't ever imagine like going through with that. But like, you're still pro-choice. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So that, that- why? I want to know. It's not um, a challenge. Like easy question. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Way to throw out like a real easy question to answer in the middle of the show. Um, no, I think a hundred percent think it's an individual right of a, a woman to choose. Um, and it's, you know, it's her body and that should be her decision. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of times where there would be reasons that make perfect sense to me as to why that procedure would be necessary. Um, and they're all reasons actually, that are none of your business, right? I'm sorry. And they're all reasons that are none of your business, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I actually don't even remember sending you that text. I'm sure I did. It yeah. wouldn't surprise me. But, you, I, um, I've heard that from every guy friend that I've known their stance on abortion mm-hmm. after they've had a kid. And it's all it's always been the same thing. And I don't, I've, I don't have a baby. So I, I always just assumed if I did, I would get that moment. And I don't know. I just, I mean, I'm not, I mean, can I answer my own question or did I cut you off? Yeah. No, go ahead. Okay. So. I mean, for me, it's just like everything else in my like loosely knitted libertarian-esque political mm-hmm. outlook. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's about volunteerism. It's about the opportunity of choice to the individual. I think that if you, I, I think that people should absolutely protest abortion clinics if that's what they think is, is an immoral thing to do for someone to get that procedure done. And continue themselves to never get an abortion and be as persuasive as is legal, you know, non-violent, non-intrusive onto someone else outside of voicing your opinion, trying to persuade them. Like, I I feel like that's how we should divide this up. You should like, I, I just, I, it boggles my mind that because the alternative viewpoint on it from the other side of that is no, it's literally murder. And it's like, even if I were to agree with you, I'd have to say that we live in a world where enough people about half don't see it that way. So you're never going to change their mind. Like, and it's not going to happen by legislating it away. Just like the war on drugs, the war on Mm -hmm. terror, Mm -hmm. any of these other things that you try to prohibit, pro pro prohibit, (laughs) <laughs> P to the T prohibit. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that, generally speaking. So, so it's I, I think that, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I'm you know, you don't have the opportunity government to tell me whether I can or can't do this dangerous procedure. Maybe dangerous, maybe not. It's certainly dangerous now in Texas. Like, mm-hmm. like it's just, it's not, it doesn't fall within the confines of what I want to have a government to do. It's one less... It's one less free motion, free movement to the individual, right? Yeah, I guess it blows my mind that people are so 
I mean, 97 attempts to curb this. Um, well, because what they do is they do a bunch of trial balloons and then one of them works. Yeah. And this no, is the I most understand. successful I understand one that. But there are still people who are out there writing those bills, putting time and effort into that as if that's the best use of their time, um, which is, I don't know. It's, it's kind of mind blowing to me. I know. Yeah. We just don't see the same perspective, but again, like I don't want them to lack existing. Whereas that's kind of what they're trying to do is like, get rid of somebody else's like, I, I get it to them. It's immoral, but sorry, like stop restricting people's options. Like I'm pro choice with guns. I'm pro choice with what you get to ingest to put into your body. I'm pro choice with speech. I'm pro choice with abortions. I just don't take mm-hmm. choices away. Like that's shitty. Like this is a bad choice. Like it's always like like nobody's happy about doing this. Right. I started this with mansplaining. I think I ended it up there. <laughs> Next topic. It all comes full circle. Right in the same region, the Texas legislature passed a Republican-led election reform bill after months of Democratic efforts to block passage, including fleeing the state. Proponents say the tighter rules are necessary to prevent voter fraud. While critics argue they are discriminatory, Governor Abbott, our favorite sitting governor, said he will sign the bill, and he did. Uh, did you say voter frog or voter frog? Fraud? Okay, frog. Right. Just, We're on the same ice. page. <laughs> yeah, so we talked about this before. This is multiple walkouts uh, by the Democrats in the legislature where they flew to D.C. I think once, mm-hmm. maybe once they went to Oklahoma, um, trying to prevent them from getting a quorum that they could actually uh, pass the bill we called a so, special session anyways right yeah so so finally months later that they, they were able to the, the republicans in, in texas were able to get this bill passed um it does all kinds of things like um limiting voting hours allowing partisan poll watchers um there's things about preventing like mail-in ballots and dropping off ballots at like uh early things like that it's just all designed to make it more difficult and less convenient to vote in an attempt to, you know, lessen the electorate, which they think is good for them politically. And they're probably right about that. Yeah. Um, unless it backfires, right? Like unless in it itself, it in itself motivates people. Um, it's kind of hard. I guess that would be my bigger question is, you know, we just talked about the, the abortion bill and then this bill, is there a potential of, is there enough people in Texas that would be pissed off by both of these things and say, no, fuck I don't know. You. I mean, like maybe, I, I don't know. These midterms are going to be important and midterms are historically like only the ideologues show up. Right. And in Texas, you're going to get more right wingers there, you know? So unless this, unless, unless this is used to, to rile up the other side as well. Well, they better hurry up because their next debate, you know what their next debate is in Texas? Gerrymandering. <laughs> redistricting? Yeah, redistricting. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Yes, redistricting, <laughs> not gerrymandering. Quick little backstory on gerrymandering as a word. It uh, came from, so I think the town, there was a town called like Gary, and it was spelled G-E-R-R-Y. But then, so, and that's where like this redistricting stuff like was famous for or in, in the origin story. And they called it gerrymandering, but the town wasn't with a G sound. But like, if you meet someone with the name Jerry, but it's spelled with a G, you want to call them Gary. And even now in the middle of this, I feel like it's like a one, one thing. Like I'm, I'm actually lost in my story. I think I just took you on a goose chase. Well, I just, 
Like, <laughs> I actually Googled the um, etymology of gerrymander. And Did it's, I nail it? What I got is completely different. Oh, why don't you tell me? This says it's from the early 19th century. It was the name of Governor Elbridge Jerry of Massachusetts. That's it. Jerry. Right. Yep. Uh, spelled G-E-R-R-Y. Yeah. And, and he then, was, okay. So I was still, okay. So it wasn't a city called Gary. It was a guy. Jerry. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then the mander part comes from salamander, which is supposedly similar to the shape uh, of Look up the pronunciation of that guy. Look at the oh the new after the new map it was like the shape of a salamander and they're saying that's what was fishy about it right yeah right yes. Look up the pronunciation of that guy's name. I, I think it's Jerry. I think it's Gary. Excuse me. Um. So that and one's it, for gerrymander is definitely Jerry. Spell for, it. It's with a G. It's with a G. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but if you look at the spelling. Um, <clears throat> under gerrymander, it does say to use a J sound. Now, uh, now, right? Initially, that guy's name, like if you look up that person, it, it's something Gary. That okay. I know this part about that story because I knew a guy named Gary, spelled this way, the incorrect way. This is too long. This was an aside. You know what? I don't. I don't care. You're right. Fine. I don't care either. It well, was, I, you know what? Little... This is you know what? Natasha's been gone for several days. Let me practice. It's been really, you know, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you know what? You're right. It was a fun little detour. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you wanted to say, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm, I'm all done. Okay. We don't fight like that. <laughs> but God knows I've been through a lot of that shit. Uh, I remember the I Netflix one star story. review. Oh, what yeah. Netflix story. I remember that too. What Netflix story? You talked about how you measured the arguments in the condition of the Netflix when it went to the screensaver and then oh it just turned god. off. Oh my god. Oh my god. You don't remember that? No. Oh god. Oh, what a Okay. Uh, these things happen. Yeah. Yeah, and these people sometimes listen. So let's move on. Oh. I don't know. I just yeah. interesting. They've done less crazy things. Hi one star review. <laughs> Speaking of backwater governments, the Taliban claimed control of Panjshir. Pan, say it? Panjshir, yeah. Panjshir right. province over the weekend, the last holdout of opposition forces in Afghanistan. Meanwhile, the anti-Taliban National Resistance Front of Afghanistan vowed to continue its resistance. That's so kind Panjshir, of a bummer, right? So Panjshir pretty famously like, never really fell. Mm -hmm. Uh to the Russians or to the Taliban. It was um, probably not to Napoleon. Yeah, probably not to Napoleon. So part of this is, is due to its geography. It's in a very difficult place to sort of assault. There was a guy uh, whose name was oh, Leroy um, big. Oh no. Cause he's I'm good at assaults that remember that run he did. <laughs> yes. Amrula Sela or okay. Salah. Select. Oh, the lion, right? The lion of Panchir. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. He, so he was pretty famous for, um, you know, he, he kept that area um, from being overtaken. Um, finally, the way they took him out actually was to put a bomb in a video camera and say they were interviewing him. And that's how they got rid of him. You His know when, son do you know when that was? What's that? Look up what date that happened. It's worth, take the time. The, what okay. you just described, uh, that interview where they blew him up. Yeah. Just check the date on that. All right. About to. Hold up, huh? I gotta look this up. September 9th, 2001. So two days before September 11th. And what group did that? It was Al-Qaeda, right? Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, you know what? That might be familiar with in my or you know in my brain right now is because I just been watching some of that documentary. I'll talk about that when we get to okay. media. But about um, him? Uh, no, about there's a documentary. Oh, on okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's actually his son who has been in charge of sort of the rebel troops up there, um, and they are saying that no, they haven't taken control of the province. Uh, so they're sort of like. Taliban's saying they have, and the resistance well, is saying they haven't. Taliban's learned a lot from the U.S. over the last 20 years. <laughs> Not the least of it is, well, we seem to have sweeped up most of the combat. I think we'll call this a victory. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. If they only had an aircraft carrier. Oh, God. Let's hope not. Well, um, what are they going to do wait, with an wait, aircraft wait. carrier? Hold on. Look at them on a minute. <laughs> we didn't leave any aircraft carriers over there. Probably. <laughs> So that $83 billion, like, do we have to address that? Our listeners learned that up from other people, right? That number's yeah, false, right? I think I don't think they're aware. Okay, well, the number's fake because it, that also includes all the training and all the costs of what we invested in, like, that mm-hmm. mil- that hardware and everything. That said, it's still up. It's scores of billions and something to be upset about. Indeed. Okay. All right. Um, you had some oh, comments? I, uh, yeah, before we leave the subject for Afghanistan... Um, Lady G had some comments on their own about what's going on with Afghanistan. Lady G is Lady Gaga? No, no, no. That's I don't know what that name is. I know Lady G as in them's just my them's just my little ladybugs. Oh. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. So, I have here's some audio of Lindsey Graham and what his opinion is of what's going to go on in Afghanistan in the near future. And just, I wish I had a dinger bell for every time he hits a, a right-wing talking point. Oh, I do. The dog, the dog bark, yeah. Okay, all right. So every time he nails a, uh, oh, no, I can't. Yeah, oh, my God, I can do this. Okay. You can't wait. Just, just, just take your mind back to 2001 to 2004 neocon thinking, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fucking boot. He destroyed the caliphate. Okay, it rose on Obama and Biden's watch, and Trump sent the military in to destroy it. When he left, there were 2,500 U.S. soldiers on the ground with NATO allies. They're no longer there. He killed Soleimani, which I think was a good thing. He rebuilt the military in a fashion where we can be effective all over the globe. The deterioration of the military during the Obama years was real. So here's my point. Whether you like Trump or not, whether you believe it's Trump's fault or Biden's fault, here's where we're at as a world. The Taliban are not reformed. They're not new. They have a view of the world out of sync with modern times. They're going to impose a lifestyle on the Afghan people uh, that I think is, is going to make us all sick to our stomach. But most importantly, they're going to give safe haven to al-Qaeda, who has ambitions to drive us out of the Mideast writ large and attack us because of our way of life. We will be going back into Afghanistan as we went back into Iraq and Syria. To the Hang British- on, you, are you, are you oh, seriously yeah. think the United States will once again, we'll in, have to. in a foreseeable future, yes. put troops back into we'll Afghanistan? We'll have to, we'll have to, because the threat will, go so, will be so large. Why did we go back to Syria and Iraq? Why do we have 5,000 troops in Iraq today? Because of the caliphate rising, projecting force outside of Iraq, killing Americans, killing the French, attacking the British. So yes, it will be a cauldron for radical Islamic behavior. You cannot deal with this over the horizon. Here's my solution. 
help the resistance in the Panjshir Valley. The Taliban will not be able to govern Afghanistan. They're hated by the Afghan people. What's going to happen over time is you're going to see the resistance rise. ISIS will come after the Taliban large, and the entire country is going to fracture in the next year, creating a perfect storm for Western interests to be attacked. You can do one of two things. You can say, that's no longer my problem. Let it build and get hit or hit them before they hit you. I can't. I have button stuck. Dude, the, he literally, what is that? Hit hit them before they hit you? We actually have a phrase for that. It used to be called preventive strike, and it's been roundly rejected by something called 20 years of the last two fucking wars, you dipshit. Oh, actually, he should know about that. He voted for both of them. I, I definitely feel like we just were in a time machine to see the president too. Right? Was that John I, Bolton? For real, I, I kept expe expecting him to say something about yellow, yellow cake. Yellow cake, yes. For fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> it's for because of our way of life. We have to hit they them hate, before they, they hit us. They, 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 the Taliban's hated by the people that live there. That's going to fraction, fractionate. He doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. <laughs> With what money, Lindsay? Mr. Ladybugs. Alan, explain the Ladybug story. Because it makes Allegedly. you uncomfortable. Allegedly, Mr. Graham solicited solicited a um, a Escort. male prostitute, oh. and when displaying his rear end to said male prostitute, um, there were some marks that, that he said, "Don't worry about those; those are just my little lady books." Tried to Did clean I, it off. I think he uh, the they told him to wash it off. He says it won't rub off. Those are just my yes. little lady books. Yes, but it's probably not the person we heard talking. The, uh, you know, I'm not going to build the case. Why don't you, if you're curious, look into why people suspect him to not be genuine with his sexuality? Which sure. I encourage him to do, just like Tom Cruise and John Travolta. Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> just come on out. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. Like, what what money is going to be spent to go back into this fucking war? Like, All other right. than Raytheon. Boeing, Northrop Grumman making money. Like that's like they they clearly own him. Is where's he out of? Is he out of North Carolina or Virginia? Lindsey Graham is South Carolina. South Carolina. I think, what? So, yeah. I, what? I don't think are, is Raytheon. None of those are out of there. I don't understand who owns him. Uh, he does want his daddy, and he started that off praising Trump. Yeah, <laughs> of course. That's his. That's his boy. <sighs> Which, by the way, Trump didn't want to be there. It, it didn't want a war there either. No, and they we're leaving because of Trump's plan on how right. to get out. Yes, <laughs> executed through the Democrats. Which, yeah, I think time could probably tell you that maybe you know outside of FDR, they haven't really orchestrated very many war strategies in a manner that you'd be happy about. <laughs> sure. I'm not surprised that maybe it wasn't done well, but this was also the plan set forth. Sorry. It was. Yeah. Then uh, it is a good thing. We're out of the war. It is. Um, let, let's get into a not so good thing. Do you want to do that before we go? Yeah. We're doing number four here. Yeah. Or do you want to, okay. let's just come back and do that in the econ together. Yeah. Let's go to break. Uh, Sounds good. All right. Cheers. Where's the drive button? safe? See you on the other side. God bless. Cheers. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins.
In the canyons of your mind I will wander through your brain To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Cross And the we're back mountains And we're back your Do you want to do a question coming back from half? Yes like I, said, I have a bummer question for our bummer fucking start of the second half topic. Can't wait. <laughs> well, stop laughing. Okay. Uh, for our, we're about to talk about the shooting in Tampa, but it's Florida? Somewhere in Florida. Uh, Lakeland. Yeah, yeah Florida. so with that uh, as a foreshadowing question, is Sandy Hook the jaws of parenting? Whoa, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, because I hate getting in the ocean and I love surfing. And it's because I saw Jaws when I was six. I don't have kids. And I was in school when Columbine happened. So I'm desensitized, but I haven't gone through as many school shootings as there have been for this younger generation and that crop of parents. You're still processing. So because so people that saw jaws would say don't let their kids surf or get in the ocean because they were afraid or just they themselves yeah if or you can't see themselves. the water it's probably okay. full of sharks wow. which is accurate right that's pretty like fucking if, heavy man i'm sorry uh i i suppose sure i don't know what what's the counter argument to that i can't even think of one hmm so it's an airtight question i think so you, take... you've created the steel man oh well thank you I don't feel good about that. Mm. Mm. I don't mm. know if I'd feel great about that particular mm. one, but okay. Sure. Yeah. Oh, right. The murders. The, yeah. Yeah. The murders. Well, speaking of murders, let's kill this second half, Alan. We've got two gruesome topics to start it off, but it is worth talking about because it's the nature of our reality right now. We pushed it to the second half because we wanted to talk about it, but we didn't want to you know, just do a downer of a show. Um, and after these two topics, we're going to get into some of our other regular stuff, some economy stuff. Um, it looks like it's just economy stuff. Maybe, maybe tech stuff, maybe Apple stuff if we have time, but, uh, enough, um, beating around the bush. A gunman killed four people in Lakeland, Florida on Sunday after opening fire in a residential community. The shooter was taken into custody after the gunfight with police. They, the, the, they actually, the cops even said in their report or in a press conference that even on the hospital table at one point, he tried to get to take the gun off the holster of one of the cops and they had to wrestle it from him. Um, it, the, the, and then I, you sent me this story, I think, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of dismissed it, not dismissed it, but I was like, Oh, that's unpleasant. I don't want to read about that. And then I read more before we did this episode and it was just, I did the headline, Alan. So, you do the fucking play-by-play. Yeah. This one sucks. So, so there's this one sucks no, to think about. There's no known motive. There, of the four people um, murdered, they were all um, related. Where did it take one place? Of, huh? What, you know, you think it's like at a park or like an office. Oh, this was in their homes. So you just went into someone's house. Yes. Uh, one of so he shot a, a mother and a, a, their three-year-old, the mother's three-year-old baby, who she was holding. Okay. Like, 
killing both of them. He also killed the father and he killed the grandmother who was in a separate home nearby. So clearly some sort of um, axe to grind with these people. Unsure what that would be. I don't, I don't, did, did he? I don't think there's any account that he knew that person, the people. So it just seems odd that he would kill a grant, the grandmother. Did you read the rest of about his story? I mean, he was like, so he's this ex Marine. He was a sharpshooter in both Iraq and Afghanistan. Clearly has had uh, uh, some issues, some mental issues. And I just got to not no excuses at all, but like, it'd be really nice if we didn't have 20 years of wars to fuck up, uh, you know, a generation of otherwise just emotionally fragile people anyways. Right. Like, like we're not doing our best, like as a country right now, emotionally, let alone those of us that have been shipped out to war zones for years at a time. So like, thanks a lot for that. Cause that was all fucking worth it. And now we've got people that come back with broken ass brains from it. It's not yeah, an excuse, I mean, right? Like I'm, I'm really having trouble, like giving the importance of those inputs and not using that as any kind of an excuse for this person's terrible actions. No, but you're right. That certainly could be a factor. Um, Although his girlfriend said that he was never violent and had um, had suffered some PTSD, she but said wasn't he said he said he recently was saying he was talking to God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so as to so I could also mo- see that person picking seven people and killing. It was a seven, four, four, and the family dog. Come on, um, man! Was he an ATF agent? Yeah. Um, so I mean, again, they they say that they they don't have any motive. They don't know why. It seems odd to me. I guess he could have just randomly picked that place and killed the grandmother next door too um uh, you think it's more likely so there must have been some connection don't you think that would have come out pretty quickly they're saying that they're they are not saying if if or how he was what does next door mean like does she live in the house next door or is it like a granny flat it's probably like a a detached house next door it doesn't clarify that in the story it could be yeah like a granny i mean that is a better story to say he killed somebody next door but like that, that would make more defi- sense if it was right. just looking at yeah. a building on the same yeah. you know, grounds. Yeah. What do you think? Like you waited for your neighbors to move, bought the house and said, mom, move in. Like, I mean, if people have lived in an area for a long time, that happens where you get, you know, multi- that, that multiple generations living on the shit. same okay. block yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. <sighs> um, yeah. Bummer story, man. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, you want me to read this? The yeah. On this one? Sure. Sure. All right. So New Zealand police shot and killed a violent extremist who stabbed and injured six shoppers in a terrorist attack at a supermarket. Terrorist attack is in quotes. Um, Authorities said the attacker was already under surveillance and inspired by the Islamic State. Do you have more on this particular story? I I just thought it was weird that like we get we get most of these stories from the same like like daily news feed that I get. Mm -hmm. And you know, one day it's like gunfights in America. And then another day it's like, don't forget, they stab people in New Zealand. You're like, mm. I'm not, I'm not fucking pitching a gun second amendment thing here, especially on the, the heels of that tragedy we just talked about, but like just still like random, just violence, right? Like those two, both of those people have something in common. It's bad brains. Yeah. Um, it was also a good segue to talk about, have you seen Australia? Have you seen um, the shit that they've been doing, uh, like New South Wales, um, where you have like the government will text you and say like, 
where are you? And you have to tell them within 15 minutes. And if you don't tell them enough times, a cop shows up now in practice, I'm sure the cops just like, look, I don't want to fucking be here. I said it was here. I'm leaving. Like the guy, like the, like security guards, when they go scan that dot on the property and they walk to the next place. Um, I, I have seen some of these stories. I think you sent me that particular one. I didn't, did you verify that at all? Cause that's just seemed pretty wild. I, I've, to me. I, yeah, here, let's do it on the show. I feel like okay. I've heard it from enough, uh, places that I trust. All right. So I, that is just, I mean, you want to talk about runaway government. That's pretty, pretty intense. South Australia facial recognition trial, COVID app blasted by Fox and Breitbart. Yeah. Glad I'm in that company. Sorry. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. It doesn't make me feel good to make the same points as like extreme right wingers. But like, I don't, I don't think that it's normal to, to just be forced to give the government a picture of your face to prove that you're not getting everyone sick. Civil Liberty Group say an app being trialed in South Australia that uses facial recognition and geolocation to enforce home quarantining during the COVID-19 pandemic should not be used until the proper safeguards are in place. Like fucking never. Yeah, this is from The Guardian. I guess you can say that they're, you know, liberal rag, but they've been around for 200 fucking years. I don't know why I'm yelling at you. Sorry. I mean, I'm just trying to find anything here, like from the government, a government source, and I'm not seeing anything around this. But do you if think that the Guardian made true, that up? What's that? Do you think the Guardian made that up? I think that if that were a, a real policy, I should be able to find it on the Australian government's websites. I don't know. I, I find it so potentially there are things that are being left out in that story. I don't know. I think I can go with the Guardian. I'm I'm looking at an article in the Guardian from September the seventh, which is today, it's right? Today. Um, and it doesn't say anything about that. It's, well, so wait, so you're saying you're gonna need to check some sources before you get upset about that? No, I'm saying it's completely wild if the government is doing that. Absolutely, I would be uh, that. That's unacceptable in a free, uh, quote unquote, free society. Okay, very that's true. Very spicy take, Alan. <laughs> Nobody talks about it, and it won't come on our news because I think they don't want to give us the ideas because people are getting rowdy down there. The what dog guardian? just went from the big bed to the little bed again. Oh, I know. By the way, the audio where you went to go let the the old one out. Uh, what's his name? Azir. Azaya. Azaya. Um. I think we should definitely leave that in. You can hear the little pitter-patter of feet. Oh, that's pretty cute. Okay, I will. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, now that we got all that <laughs> out of our system, let's get into what we I feel icky. I feel icky. I feel icky, too. Yeah, that was supposed to. So initially, that was going to be at the end of the first half, but we kind of got long in the first half. Yeah. Oh, man. How do you feel about that? I mean, I don't feel icky in a way that I think it should be cut. It just, it was just an icky topic to deal with. You is know? It, so is there a better transition? <laughs> yes, but we yeah, didn't. I, <laughs> we didn't. So here we are. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, let's get on with the show. Now, okay. The way out is through. Uh, I think you, you went last, so I'll go first here. Enhanced pandemic era federal unemployment benefits expired yesterday, uh, Today's Tuesday, so we'll go with expired Sunday, sure. Affecting an estimated 9 million people, 
including $300 in supplemental unemployment aid and certain benefits for self-employed workers. So <clears throat> this is gig workers. Gig workers had benefits and aid. Uh, there, there was um, unemployment for people that were unemployed for more than six months. And that uh, both of those programs ended. And then on top of that, the federal $300 a month program ended. Uh, all of that on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. So the White House encouraged states to keep paying the $300 weekly The because saying, you know, like we gave you all this money from the stimulus bills so far, guess how many states have opted to do so? I believe none. Yes, yeah, still at zero. Right. Many of the states even opted out of the federal program earlier after some business complaints. Like I had said that, you know, businesses were saying that there's not enough employees. Um, you know, I think that people it's it's i i really i really wish that they would have just given direct fucking payments to people like mm -hmm. the even distribution um i just there there's there's no way to even see because it wasn't done uniformly there's no way to even like look at this data and figure anything out of it you know like could you trust anyone's analysis of this later on like it's too it's it's soup yeah, it's gonna be really hard to lay out all these uh, snakes in a straight line for sure. <laughs> I think the one the one thing that's interesting there is that the thing you said uh, was that many states decided to opt out of, of these payments early because mm -hmm. there were complaints from businesses in the states that were saying they couldn't hire because people had no incentives to sort of get off the couch because they're making more money on unemployment or mm -hmm. a decent amount at least. Um, and the data has shown, I think this is one data point you can look at, that that really hasn't worked by cutting off those benefits. They, it didn't change what the labor market really looked like in those instances. So that, that point was invalid. Well, or there, or people have like inertia, right? Sure. Cause well, I, I think well, that, we talked about it a little bit, but the reason that there's some, there, there seems to be a lot of open jobs while there's still a lot of uh, unemployment is that, you know, taking uh, however many months people were off because of lockdown, sort of gives you some perspective and maybe you don't want to go back to that shitty job that you're busting your ass at for, you know, 15 hours a day, six days a week. Um, and so maybe you're, you know, trying to get some education for a different or better job or trying to, you know, write for a living or do something creative, whatever the case may be that keeps you out of the labor market, because you realize with some perspective that, you know, you hated that job and you hated your life when you're working that job. And so there's there's lots of reasons why people would not go back to these jobs that, that are open. But what did the states do with that money? I think a lot of it's still sitting there. They just, so wait, how'd the money get to them? The Fed bought bonds that like produced the money to get distributed? Like that's how that works, right? Yes. Well, they, they print money to um, print buy the money bonds. to buy the bonds, right? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about the one thing that you had highlighted here? That oh, yeah, sorry, somewhat confusing. Sure. You want to read that bullet, or you want? Me to uh, well, before we get there, just one one other okay. thing. Um, banking. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the so J.P. Morgan economists, um, a couple of J.P. Morgan economists. <laughs> I don't want to read names. Okay. JP Sorry. Morgan economists, McCrory and silver. Nobody knows who the hell they are. Yeah, it's fine. A couple of JP Morgan economists said yeah. that the loss of benefits could lead to job losses that potentially could offset any of the job gains made as the economy recovers. 
how are the loss of benefits going to lead to job losses? Like if you're unemployed and you're on unemployment benefits, how could that going away lead to jobs being lost because those people already were unemployed? I tried so many times to understand this. All right. So I, I think I, I have a plausible scenario for okay. how this could actually work in that the, there were other benefits besides a direct payment of unemployment. There was also like SNAP benefits. Uh, um, yeah, but those just got a 25% increase. Right. But still, they were their benefits that, that would be lost. Okay. Um, so I think that, that what they're referring to is potentially people's ability to get to a job, whether that means put gas in the car, pay for their bus ticket or a train ride. Um, that's the only thing that, that I could think of that would make any sense in that statement. Is that what do you think? Well, yeah, because in that so that that was a line out of the the article that we got as from this headline. Mm-hmm. Um, when and when they talked about the things that were necessary from the six hundred and fifty billion dollars that have been printed and given out uh, over the course of the pandemic, they listed food, gas, and keeping up with their bills as the things that that money was good for and necessary for. So, yeah, I guess if food, gasoline, and keeping up with their bills is what was, I mean, that money know. was going to, then you wouldn't be able to get a job if it was. Or, gone. like, if your cell phone got turned off, then yeah. you didn't have access to the internet. Um, yeah, mean, but that means you're going to be living on the street. I think you could have your cell phone turned off because you couldn't pay the bill and still. No. No. Homeless people have cell phones. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Well, I got it into the downers again. <laughs> <laughs> what is a sad boy hours out I here? I think so. Um, so the ending of this of these programs comes as the U.S. economy is recovered from the pandemic. I just said that with confidence, um, but with substantial, I'm reading, but with substantial gaps in the recovery, the Labor Department says there are still 5.7 million fewer jobs than before the pandemic. Yet the department also estimated last month that there were roughly 10 million job openings. Hey, Alan, look at this next story. Re- yeah, re- read the next story. The U.S. economy added 235,000 jobs. That sounds August. like a lot. It's actually significantly below econo- oh. economists' expectations of no 720,000 uh, as hiring slowed sharply compared to the 1.1 million new jobs that were added the month prior. Um, you already said this, but the unemployment rate fell to 5.2%. So did you see what sectors that the growth was in and what was less than prior? Mm, I think so. In, in the prior few months, the hospitality um, industry, right? industry like has stuff, really yeah. been carrying all the job growth. And they had less numbers than the prior few months on this month. Um, there were higher numbers in like manufacturing and kind of along that, that side of the, that, those sectors. Um, but just not big enough numbers. I mean, that's, that's half a million below the expectation. Retail also lost uh, 29,000 jobs. And, and so is this all just Delta's fault? Like, are people just getting sick and not able to work? Um, I mean, cer- certainly that's potentially a, um, one of the causes. Again, I, I, I still say that I think that there are people who have not reentered the job market because 
you know, given the amount of time that they had to think about <laughs> their life choices, um, it, you know, it just didn't seem like a good idea to go back. It was like I mean, that scene in Fight Club where he goes to the Korean store and puts a gun on the guy's head and takes his ID and tells him to go be a dentist or whatever he said he wanted to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. It's just like so, that? Just like that. That was what the pandemic was for us. <laughs> exactly. Okay. It was a uh, shakabuku, the swift spiritual kick in the butt. Um, I can't remember the rest of that line. But That's pretty good. That's pretty good pull. <laughs> <laughs> yes um so yeah I, I really think that that's that's a, a huge part of it and so that doesn't surprise me that some of those jobs that are you know not recovering are are jobs like you know people are sick of doing hey what if that guy wasn't korean in the movie and i just conflated like la convenience store workers in you know i don't experience. even really remember his ethnicity i just you know, remember the scene he never lived in la so this is firmly on me oh there you go yeah all right uh, my turn. Sure. Uh, sorry. So yes, this is Delta's fault. No. No, I don't think so. not entirely. I think yes, it's because there's there's people that can't that don't want to work right now. They want to. Do you think that's really it? I mean, ultimately, like nobody got paid enough to really do that. Like nobody got fuck you money. They just got a little comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I I've just heard anecdotal stories of people for instance who worked in the food service industry which is often you're underpaid and overworked um who just you know reevaluating sort of their life after lockdown was just like i don't want to go back and do that i hated it um so let me try to do something else yeah i think that's a real thing yeah yeah but there's a lot of people in culinary school right before it happened they're probably like dying to go start their own taco truck so maybe but I, yeah, yeah, I really want to start a grilled cheese truck. Stop the podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about this. No, for real. I've been I, wanting to I do know. this for a while. Okay, this is the first I've heard of it. I've been it's like been bouncing around in my head for a long time. Like just like a kick-ass grilled cheese food yeah. truck. Take can you imagine to take that to a brewery? Like oh man, I mean, is somebody... the, if there is there one that comes by your breweries? No, okay. there is well, a, a good there start is a truck to... in the Bay Area called the Grilled Cheese Guy. It doesn't come to any of my breweries. I have been to it before. It's not great. It's not. It's not that good. I think it, there's sponsor. real potential. Okay, there's real potential, and I think it, the cost of ingredients is relatively low to make something kick ass. Yeah, as long as you can just make it kick ass, like that's what people will pay for. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's exciting, Alan. I yeah. think you should do this. I'm. I'm. Uh, dude. I'm. I'm do you have a little thing working on? It? Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What you What are you going to call it? I haven't figured the name out yet. I know that's important, but oh. I've been thinking more about like recipes. And that's stuff, probably so. more important to work on the recipes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, I'll, I'll come so. up with a good name for you. Okay, cool. All right, listeners, if you have any uh, name suggestions, DM us. There you go. All right. Hey, let's crowdsource this shit. Hell yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, several, rena <laughs> several Renaissance technology <laughs> head fund executives will pay up to $7 billion to the IRS in one of the largest ever IRS tax settlements. I almost didn't include this, but... There were um, there were some interesting details in this. Did you read that story? I did. Um, yeah. So basically, these these banks, uh, these investment banks, worked with these investors. This hedge fund, by the way, is not accessible to like the public. Nope. It was just like for friends and family. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was like a hedge fund within that. So this right. is the world's largest hedge fund. Hedge fund, I guess. Renaissance technology. Ret. Ret. Tech. It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the, this was the, like their the, the founder of- it, it himself had to pay a separate six hundred and fifty thousand dollar payment, or maybe million dollar six hundred million payment, a large payment a on top of, of this. Yeah. Um, and so what they were doing is they were using investment banks, partnershiping partnerships with investment banks, where they were trading these stocks as options so that they could not pay short-term capital gains taxes. Instead, they would pay long-term capital gains, which is significantly less okay. in tax payment. Okay. Right? Okay. So it goes from like 10% to 1% type thing? Yeah. I don't know if it's quite that big, but it's something like that. Okay. Yes. It's a similar gap. Uh-huh. Nice. Yes. Okay. From the article, the settlement comes after former U.S. Senator, Senator Carl Levin in 2014 detailed a practice in which, oh, look at this, Deutsche Bank. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Where have I seen that name before? Remind me later. And Barclays helped several hedge funds, including Rene- Renaissance. I keep wanting to say Renaissance. Treat some capital gains as long-term, like you said, long-term profits, attracting a lower tax rate than gains made from uh, trades on assets held for less than a year. Anyways, I had that excerpt in there because something about... Alan, what's this Deutsche Bank again? Oh, they um they were big... Uh funders of the trump organization or lenders to the trump organization doesn't he owe them like four billion dollars it's something like that it's a lot okay it's a lot and um they were kind of his only source of lending for quite a while a lot of other banks wouldn't deal with him oh and why do traditionally why did people work with deutsche bank um why did people have to work with deutsche bank and instead of a more reputable bank back in the day you know decades ago uh, because Deutsche Bank was trying to get clients uh, that were clients of note to make themselves look better. Why were they trying um, to legitimize themselves, Alan? Don't be coy. <laughs> I think there might have been something to do with that last unpleasantness in Germany. Yeah, uh, they were the national bank under the Nazi Germany. So Yeah, 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 yeah something to do with yeah, that unpleasantness. Yeah, yes. If I never directly called Trump a Nazi, see? <laughs> And I don't like how you did that anyways. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty interesting story that I didn't see get picked up anywhere. Like I, I I don't know. You watch more news than I do. Uh, This was not a big story in anybody's radar. No, No, I didn't see much either. Nice. If anything, I don't think, um, I don't know. I don't think we have time for this Apple story. Do you want to just do it really fast? We talked about it a few weeks back when it was being proposed that they were going to do it. Might as well. just. Yeah, I can do it just real quick. So Apple delayed plans to scan for child sexual abuse images on iPhones after the feature. Um, drew fierce criticism from many cybersecurity and user privacy advocates. So this is where they were going to be scanning your your cloud um, photos. And a lot of people, there was a huge backlash, I guess. I don't know why they wouldn't have expected that, um, but there was. And they said, okay, hold on. We're going to put the brakes on and see what we want to do about this. So for now, it is on the, on the shelf. I think... Uh- I think the biggest pushback to it was, yeah, you might have good intentions here, except once this genie's out of the bottle, we're never going to take this type of technology and not have it mm-hmm. be a part of our life. And But the thing is, they already said it, like, we have it. Like, Yeah, yeah it's out there. It's so. like gun control. It's like, well, what do you want me to do with all the guns? Like, <laughs> they're still here. Indeed. Oh, indeed. Plus, we can 3D print them now, so yep. there's that. Yeah, so you just got to have a better civil society. Alan, what yes. have you been watching this week? Um, I watched. I Jesus Christ, watched... is a downer episode. Look at even know, your man. media. Oh, what did I you watched, watch? I watched Turning Point. It's a documentary on Netflix about 9 11. Wait, was Rudy Giuliani in it? 
yes, he does make an yes. appearance. Rudy Giuliani theme podcast. We, we got Kept it in. Streak. Uh, also, I think technically we had a story about sharks with your DAC about uh, Jaws. Oh, yeah. Oh, quick little shark that, sound effect. That counts. There's no time for sharks. No. It's really good. It's, it's a little difficult to watch. Um, they go into massive detail things that you know maybe you sort of forgotten um the part that i'm getting to though is the really interesting part i think for me is about more the political reaction to 911 mm-hmm. uh things like the patriot act and and war um so uh, I'm, I'm really interesting interested to get to that part of the story is um spike it's lee like, did one is that the one on hbo I don't know that one. This one's on Netflix. Spike Lee's got nothing to do with it. I think it's six or seven episodes, an hour long each. Mm. And it just goes like sort of, you know, uh, a timeline from actually it starts with before 9-11, sort of how we got there. Yeah. And then it continues through 9-11 and then post. You mean George Bush? Yes. George Bush did. 9-11? Oh. You know, I just realized this episode comes out we don't do another episode oh, until yeah. afterwards. So there's a chance that we have a listener listening to this on 9-11. Well, okay, go ahead. Uh, that's all I watched. I watched Blood Red Sky, also airplane themed. It's got quite the push on Netflix lately. They, It's been on my homepage. I finally decided to watch it. It was a movie I didn't think Natasha would want to watch because she's not really into horror movies, and it looked like a horror movie. But for like the first hour, there was like hints at this sort of like supernatural thing that's going to happen. However, it was definitely like a suspense heist um, Passenger 57 type movie. So more so that than horror? Yeah, and then it definitely had plenty of the horror. uh, Oh, okay. And, you know, it was like two hours, three minutes, something like that. And it could have been at least 15 minutes shorter. So that mm. by, by the time it ends, you're like, eh, it was a little tedious and I can't put my finger on where. But um, despite that, I'd still recommend it. I'd recommend it. I mean, it's free on Netflix. Um, if you keep passing it. I have to be like in it, the right mood to watch horror movies. I, I, so that's like what I'm, I'm trying to say is if you keep passing it because you're like, I don't really care for a horror movie, I wouldn't mm-hmm. watch it as a suspense movie. And like, if okay. it's, it's, gotcha. it's got some kill scenes that are gruesome yeah okay okay but yeah it's definitely a suspense movie more than anything oh i also watched white boy rick um i had to pay for this it's 199 it's not although (laughs) accurate description he's a boy seems to be caucasian Mm -hmm. named rick uh which one's rick the grandpa right oh fuck oh geez rick yeah he's not a boy (laughs) Okay. The geez, Dustin. So white boy, Rick, um, just continuing this upbeat show. So he, it's, uh, you gotta buy this. It's one ninety nine to rent rather. Uh, it's got old Maddie McConaughey in it and his son is involved in some organized crime in Detroit. And give me back my son. Give me back my son. Give me back my son. And a, uh, and an informant situation with the police department, and it's um it's a really good story about relationships. Um, it's really called White Boy Rick. Yeah, that's the guy's nickname. It's a true story. What? Oh, I, oh that, I was that was they workshopped that title. No, okay. no, it's okay. uh it, this was uh, like someone's passion project to make. Uh, okay, it's a criminal justice movie, 
And it talks, okay. it really demonstrates how, you know, the government will use you as an informant and then not put any effort at all into, um, we could say like protecting you in court, or we could say putting you on an airplane when they leave the country that you just were an interpreter for years, putting your life and family's lives at risk. Oh, and this is just the banality of evil, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Banality. Banality. Yes. I never feel confident with that. Um, and when I say things like white boy, Rick, it makes me think of Omar from the wire. And I would say we can't go too far into the show without saying rest in peace, Omar of rest in peace. God damn it. What's his name? He deserves to have his name said, say his name. Uh, Michael K. Williams. Yeah, man. Dead at 54. Uh, rest in peace, definitely. Way too soon. Um, looks like early indications are that perhaps it was a, a drug overdose, which sucks. Um, but don't know if that's true for sure or not. But either not. way, it just sucks to, to lose somebody like yeah, that. He was an amazing actor. Um, Omar in, in The Wire was one of my absolute favorite characters in that show. And like, I, you can't imagine somebody else having played that character and we'd still talk about it in the same way right like like he just he was that guy yeah like, on the screen like he embodied like it was perfect it was uh the best story arc of that whole series right like yeah i think so i think so it was great if you guys if you guys haven't seen the wire it's on hbo if you have hbo max it's still there dude the uh, only thing that 100%. sucks is you got like just standard death the whole fucking yeah, way through that's dude. True. is it the whole way it's through wh- pretty sure yeah. it's worth it though it it's is worth it. it is amazing show amazing you know what's funny I, is when it came out they did a good job of depicting them being kind of in the 90s ish right with their bad technology and now <laughs> you can just watch it and be like now nah, you nailed it it's all old because yeah. it's fucking old <laughs> yeah amazing show though yeah well uh i got two quotes to choose from did you get a chance to look at either of them and tell me which one you Actually, like Man, these are both so good. I'm gonna go with the shorter one though. Yeah, I I I, I kind of like that one more too, and I was yeah. hoping you pick it. This one feels appropriate with our uh Friday show with the recall election. We talked about that mm-hmm. today. We recorded that today, guys. And just in general, we talk about the well when people want the impossible, only liars can satisfy. Yep. Thomas Sowell. You know, when, when we talk about um, how dissatisfied we are with what we get for government, yet time and time again, we turn to government for the solutions for the things that we're upset with. Um, you know, Lindsey Graham says we're going to be back in Afghanistan because. <laughs> right. This is why politicians make promises they never keep. Yep. Only liars can satisfy. Run out of steam. Yeah, man, that was a fun show, but also kind of heavy, like probably one of the heavier shows we've done for a while. I mean, fuck, we got into, you know, the whole abortion rights. We got into a lot of stuff. So, yeah, listeners, um, let us know what you think. Um, I don't know. Like I, I had, I'm enjoying this. I'm not saying I am this, too, but I, I, the it's, I don't know if you can tell that if you can tell that it's on us, that we're like, did it slow us down at all? Let us know. Or if you liked it, let us know. Um, our DMs are open. If you can find Alan. But you can find the show at None Taken. Hold on. I should know our fucking Instagram like the back of my hand. None Taken Podcast. None Taken it? underscore podcast. Yeah. At None Taken underscore podcast. That's the best way on our socials. Uh, otherwise, Twitter, just search for None Taken. We're the one with the zebra. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, that was 
enjoyable to see you and talk to you for our weekly. It was. It was. It was. Session. It was a good combo. So I'm glad we did it. All right. Drive safe. Cheers. Don't you go driving unsafe. <laughs> God. That was fun. God bless. Is Kevin McCarthy a moron? And if so, why? Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself. Read the news. Now this is podcasting.